What would your life look like if you took a year off of social media? How would you feel? Would your business continue to thrive? What would you do with all that time? Would you feel like you're missing out on something? What kind of long-term impact would it have for better or for worse? Could you even do it? These are all questions I had when I set off on an adventure over a year ago to take 12 months off of social media. And in this episode, I want to give you the update on how that year went, what I'm doing next, what I've learned, and whether or not I'm going to dive back in to the social media landscape after an entire year off. Let's discuss. Welcome to episode 105 of The Graham Cochran Show, where I'm here to help you build your online business, work less, and live and give more. I'm your host, Graham Cochran. Honored to hang out with you today. We're going to be talking about the living more part of that tagline in depth today as we talk about a life without social media, at least for a year. I'm glad to be hanging out with you, whether you're listening on Apple Podcasts or Spotify, as I know many of you are, or you're watching here on YouTube. However you like to engage with this content, it means a ton. And uh, I really have enjoyed hearing the feedback on these different episodes and what topics have really meant a lot to you, what concepts are starting to open up your mind to a different way of doing business. Uh, Just seeing the success you're having is incredible, even if it's just mental success of knowing how to move forward. I love what we're able to accomplish together. And also thanks for all the sweet and kind feedback over the last couple of weeks about me uh, announcing that I've turned in the manuscript for my book. I'm really excited about that. Hopefully I'll have more details to share with you as we move forward in the year. Um, But I can tell you for sure that the book comes out next year in 2022, which sounds crazy, but That's the way publishing works. So I'm excited for that. And before we jump into this update episode, I do want to give you a workshop that's going to help you build an entire business that doesn't need social media to run. How about that? Crazy, right? Yeah. An entire business built around content that's evergreen, that continues to drive drive traffic to your site, to get new leads, to allow you to be discovered automatically without having to lift a finger, and then how to serve those people that you're drawing to your channel, to your site, to your brand with amazing value ads, and then bring them into your sort of product suite and show them what you have to offer and pitch your stuff for free automatically for you, and then allow you to make money while you're sleeping, and then allow you to serve more people and scale. And all this can happen passively without having to be on social media. It's a great tie into what we're talking about today. It's how I've built both of my businesses. It's how I coach all my students to build their businesses. Uh, It's a four-step process. And what I like to do in this workshop is sort of pull the curtain back on how this process works, how both of my businesses are run. Literally, I'll show you what I do under the hood. It's pretty straightforward, pretty simple. Uh, And then not only what I do, but how you can implement it yourself, how to come up with your own profitable idea, if you're like at the very beginning, you're like, Graham, I don't know what my business would even be about. I'll walk you through that process as well. And then show you the tools and software that I'm using that you can use to pull this off for both paid and free. And then I even have templates and scripts you can use to start creating and selling products automatically on your own. It's pretty powerful. And the, the workshop isn't just information. It's designed to help you create a $1,000 a month income stream 
even if you only have 30 minutes a day, which is great for this busy, busy world that we're in. And if you can create $1,000 a month passively, you can scale it up from there. That's why I've designed this workshop to give you that quicker win so that you see that, hey, I can do this. And then from there, you can scale it up to a full-time income if that's your goal. It's a free workshop. I want you to go check it out at grahamcochran.com slash workshop. I'm gonna link to it below if you're on YouTube, grahamcochran.com slash workshop and enjoy. Mm, coffee is lovely. Let's talk about my year off of social media. I've been wanting to do this episode for a while. Uh, technically, my year off of social media was up on April 1st of 2021. I left social media on April 1st of 2020, the day after my birthday. I just picked around my birthday, and my birthday is March 31st. So um, my birthday was the last day I was on social media in 2020. Um, and then I said goodbye. And that meant goodbye to Instagram, goodbye to Twitter, goodbye to Facebook. Um, and I wanted to take 12 months off and it's been over a year and I've had many of you actually leave comments on YouTube and, or email me or even ask me in my private community, like, Hey, it's been a year. Like what, what's the update? And I really appreciate that, that so many of you actually a have followed me for at least a year long enough to know that this is something I've been doing. Um, and B that you've been interested to know what my experience was taking a year off. I also know that many of you have followed suit and taken your own social media fasts. Maybe it was 30 days, which was the first one I ever did was 30 days off. Maybe it's a few months off. And some of you have quit entirely. So whether I inspired you to do that or is a coincidence that we're both doing it at the same time, I applaud you for doing something that most people would never dare to do um, as if they need social media to live. We've gotten so addicted to it, whether it's something you enjoy or not, it's it's a reality that we feel like we almost can't live without it. So it takes courage to step away from it. So that's the why behind this episode as you've asked. And I also always intended to do an update. Um, the irony is I really was waiting till I had like an epiphany on what I was going to do <laughs> moving forward to update you. And then I realized life was just happening and I hadn't updated you. And there was no better time than just to just do it. So here I am doing it. I'm going to give you the update. I've got a few points I want to go through that I think will be helpful for you if you're curious. And I'm going to start with the question because I get all these questions. Um, so I'm going to kind of go in order of the questions that I think make sense to me. First, why did I quit? I did an entire episode on the five reasons why I quit for a year. So I won't go into depth here or there because I'd like you to check that out if you really want to know my heart. Um, as to why. So check it out on the podcast or on YouTube, um, five reasons why I quit social media or I'm quitting social media for a year. Um, but I will say that one of the overarching things for me was I felt this pull to it. Um, and I don't even spend a lot of time on social um, engaging. When I look up the, the stats on how much people spend, how much of their life they spend on these platforms, technically I would fall on the more conservative use of that end. But I didn't like how how I felt drawn to it. I always needed to know what was on it or what people were posting, or really, it's pretty narcissistic. I always wanted to know whether they liked my post or if there was a lot of comments on my post. Um, and I always felt pressure to post something intelligent, funny, um, something timely, something uh, aspirational, something related to the news. I just hated um, feeling like I needed to comment on everything. Um, and this, guys, this was prior to the pandemic becoming a thing. 
and prior to all that the United States and the, and the world went through uh, in 2020 with the political landscape and racial injustice. I mean, it was a very heavy year. And those are just three things, right? Uh, there's so much else happening all around the world that doesn't get nearly enough media attention. But imagine how much more pressure I would have felt. And you probably know because you've probably felt it if you're on social. So there's a lot of reasons why I quit. Some were personal, some were ego, some were related to my kids, some were related to how I spend my time. But I'd love for you to dive into that episode if you really want to hear my heart more on that. Um, let me make a clarification too, because I've gotten this as well. Uh, I still had stuff going out on social media. And, and a lot of you know that because you would see my posts. They weren't really my posts. What I have is I have an amazing assistant. Um, and what one of his his jobs is, is he takes my this weekly show and he chops up video snippets of each episode and posts one minute, two minute nuggets uh, on Instagram. And that's something that I, I was doing before I took time off of social media um, because I wanted to stay top of mind and let people who follow me on Instagram uh, know what the latest episode was about or what I'm talking about in case they haven't listened to the whole episode. These are longer videos. You know, this is truly a podcast. It's not a short YouTube platform that I, I'm, I'm, I'm trying to create content on. It's like long form content. And so some people on Instagram don't like long form content. That's why they're on Instagram. They're looking for quick little dopamine hits. So I've, I had already begun having my assistant take these weekly episodes, find some nuggets that he thought were really interesting, chop them up, and put them on Instagram. So that was continuing to happen to keep my Instagram followers abreast of what my latest episode was. And then in between, I had my assistant sort of take key points from these episodes and put them up as just quote graphics, um, which sounded a little narcissistic. I was like, I want to <laughs> put a quote from me up every week. <laughs> um, but the idea was just, it's another way for me to get the message across. I'm a messenger. I have a message. I'm trying to use platforms to get a message out there. So clarification, yes, I still had my assistant posting on Instagram, uh, uploading the entire episodes to Facebook natively um, so people on Facebook could see it. And I think I still have a tool. I think I'm using Edgar to still push out uh, my blog RSS feed to Twitter. Um, I, I say I still think because I don't know. I haven't looked at Twitter in quite some time. So I think that's happening. If you follow me on Twitter, you could tell me yes or no. Is that even happening? So yes, there's still stuff going out. And I'll, I'll speak to that in a moment. Um, but that's very different than me personally having these apps installed on my phone because I deleted them. Logging in, haven't logged in. Seeing anything that anyone else is doing because I haven't. Seeing any comments that you or someone else are making or liking on my stuff, I haven't. Um, engaging, answering questions, none of that. There's been no engagement, no social media engagement, no social media awareness, nothing. So I personally have not been on the platforms. That's that's the big thing that I did for this last year. Okay, so question one, did I miss it? Now here's the update, did I miss it? Um, no, no, and I didn't think I would. I mean, I had the hunch that like, I think my life would be better without this. That's Otherwise I wouldn't have done it, you know? Um, I wanted to confirm what what I enjoy life without social media more than life with social media. And the answer is yeah, for sure. It's almost funny um, because I actually downloaded Instagram back onto my phone just a couple of days ago. Um, and A, when I logged in, it looks totally different than it did a year ago. There's all these updates that I've missed. 
Um, I don't even know what a reel is. And, um, and then I can't find where stuff is. And then B, I'm looking at like posts and I just feel like, what, what is this weird world? So personally, I'm like, meh. Did I miss it? No. I, my life was totally fine uh, without it. A, a related question, did I feel out of the loop? Um, yes and no. As someone who gets a daily newspaper delivered to his house, like made from paper with news on it, <laughs> um, I never felt out of the loop with what's happening in the world. Um, I like my local paper uh, because I get local news about my city and the state of Florida where I live. And then I get plenty of national news. Um, and that's, of course, not the only place to get news. Uh, but I like a newspaper, always have for a lot of reasons. One is it's physical. You can hold it in your hand. And I'm just, I do everything on a screen. So I'm sick of looking at screens. Uh, and then two, I hate the endless scroll of a news feed. So social media aside, I hate the news app on, on the Apple iPhone. I hate CNN.com, USAToday.com, FoxNews.com, not because of the news outlet itself. I'm not making a judgment on any news outlet. I just hate the endless scroll. There's always more breaking news, quote unquote, as you continue to scroll down. It's it's the most suffocating feeling that the news never ends. Um, human beings were never meant to be aware of that much stuff in the world at any one time. Um, there's interesting studies, studies that have been done about um, the cerebral cortex, the human brain, and uh, community size and like in the history of, of humanity, like the villages and the communities that humans lived in. And the optimal size of community that we're supposed to be aware of and engaged with is 150 people. No wonder we're losing our freaking minds. We're just too aware of too much. So I hate the endless news refresh, a newspaper daily is already too much news. But at least it's like, hey, here's what's happened in the last 24 hours. And you flip through it and eventually it's over. And you go, oh, that's it. It's, it, you know, it's like, it's like the, the plate's empty. Whereas I feel like an endless news feed or social media is like you're eating food at, at a buffet and it's, or it's really more like Chinese takeout, you know, when you eat it and eat it and eat it and there's still like, it's still filled to the full in the bucket. You know, like I can never empty the container. That's kind of how it feels like you'll just get sick and die from just over stuffing yourself with news. So I always already like a daily newspaper, never felt out of the loop with what's going on in the world. Um, what I did feel like I missed out on, um, was some of my friends, like I realized I was more aware of certain people's lives only through social media. Um, and I have now no longer aware of their lives in those little things unless they tell me. So that was very interesting because that was that was less of like, a, oh, I should be on social media, more of like, why? what kind of friends are we that we don't update each other on our lives that I now no longer know anything about you because I'm not on social media? That's not much of a friendship at all. So if anything, it was like a, wow, an eye-opener to my level of openness with my friends and their level of communication openness with me. And I don't know if it's intentional as much as it's like if you posted an update about your life on social, you kind of feel like you announced it to everybody so you don't need to tell people. But a lot of people forgot that it wasn't on social. Plus, their life doesn't revolve around me and my experiment of being off of social media. So they would not realize they hadn't told me a certain thing, an update. So I was out of the loop a little bit, but it just meant that I had to do what you used to do back in the day, which is talk to people and say, hey, how are you? What's new? And find out. So I'm working on that. But that was a, sort of a sad realization. Um, you know, with last year, the way it was, some people joked, um, 
when they would mention my my social media fast for the year, they're like, you picked a good year to be off social media, given all that happened in 2020. And that may be true from what I heard through my wife and with social media, through what I heard through friends, just the news, like um, the, the culture, the, the, the anger, the anger um, on social platforms has just been mind boggling in the last year. Um, it's been humanity at its worst. Um, even, you know, even over good issues and we won't get into the issues. That's not what this episode is about, but even over important issues where there is injustice and there is pain and we should be having a righteous anger over injustice being done to see how it plays out with just canceling people or just coming hard at people on social media is just, dude, it's sickening. It's like, that's not how you solve injustice by destroying another human. That's just creating more injustice. So I'm so glad I missed that. And like I, I touched on earlier, I'm glad that I wasn't on those platforms where I felt the pressure to say something about everything. I made a couple of YouTube videos um, that I posted on a couple of issues because I wanted to speak to them, things I wanted to speak to. And I posted them on YouTube, um, but only because I wanted to. I didn't realize how much pressure there was on these social platforms for everyone to have to say something. And if you didn't follow whatever the trend was, you were not standing in unity over a certain issue. Or if you didn't have an opinion on which political party you wanted in office, then you were siding with the other side. And that was the bad side, depending on who you're talking to. It was just so, like, that's not right to me. Uh, to me, that's ridiculous. So I'm glad I didn't feel that pressure to have to say something. I feel like the point of social media is to say something when you feel like you want to say something or when you feel like you have something of worth to say. Uh, and so I'm so grateful I missed all that pressure. Um, so I did not miss that at all. Third question I get is, did not engaging or, or choosing to not engage with people on social platforms affect my business? Now, I've touched on this in a few episodes prior if you've paid attention, but the big answer is no. Um, and I've, I knew that wouldn't be the case because I haven't built my business around social media, neither should you. I mean, you can if you want to, but it's it's harder because then you have to, you're a slave to the platform. Um, you're a monkey dancing. You have to do something to keep people's attention um, because your content's not evergreen um, and it's people don't see it anyway. Um, organic reach is pretty pathetic on these platforms and it's a closed loop. It's really hard for discoverability on these platforms as opposed to a blog, which has SEO potential to show up in a Google search, YouTube, which has SEO potential to show up in both a Google and a YouTube search. And those are both places that people are going to to discover things. And that's where you can be discoverable and your piece of content you create can be evergreen and always discoverable. So I knew that it wouldn't affect my business a lot of people were curious though. And so this was a great like test case or proof case or case study um, that this business model works. And this business model is, is social media proof. Um, and so I've touched on it before, but not only did not being on social media and not engaging and not responding to DMs, like I missed out on a ton of DMs, like people literally messaging me, probably with opportunities, probably with cool things. Um, I missed out on most of it. Not only did it not affect my business, but in the year that I've been off social media, this brand, the Graham Cochran brand, has grown 5x in revenue. It has quintupled in revenue. 
Now that's not because I was off of social media. It was going to happen regardless whether I was on social media or not, just because of the nature of how I've set up my business and the what I'm offering and what's been in place and then the momentum. It's not all because of me. It's there's things, there's so much that's outside of your control, but I've set my business up to be ready like a surfer on a surfboard, ready to catch a wave. The waves are going to come. If you're not on a device that can float on top of the wave, you will be crushed under the wave. But if you're prepared, you can then ride the wave. So I'm not the wave, but I've set my business up so that when the wave comes and it came last year in my third year of business, it exploded. Again, it does not depend on social media because I'm not gonna play in someone else's sandbox. I'm not gonna build my business and my family's livelihood on Mark Zuckerberg's sandbox. Or the Chinese whoever owns TikTok on their sandbox. Like I'm not gonna build my livelihood on someone else's platform, right? I'm going to put it out there in like search engine realm, right? Where YouTube and Google are, that's where people are searching. That's where I wanna be discovered. I wanna own my own content. I wanna have it on my blog. I wanna have it on YouTube. And can we just pause for a second? Because I had a few people comment saying, well, YouTube is a social media platform. And it's not. It's not. You can engage with people like social media, but it's not a social media platform. It is a search engine. First and foremost, it's a search engine. You go to youtube.com, second most visited website in the world, next to its big brother, google.com, and it's a giant search bar at the top. It is built around search built around search, so it's totally different. And if you view it like that, you don't have to engage with comments on social, on, on YouTube. You don't have to, all you have to do is put up content consistently and it will get discovered eventually. And if you have your business built around that, which is all the stuff I teach in my workshop, you can make a living. So did not engaging with people on social for a year affect my business? No, my business grew and it would have grown regardless. People have asked, what was the best thing about taking the break? Um, I think I touched on it a second ago. The best thing was missing out on just all of 2020's stupidity and insanity on social media. Um, I'm really glad that was the year that I took off. Um, but I think that one of the other best things was, was, again, the lack of pressure to post, even outside of the, the heightened landscape. Just on a normal day-to-day -day basis prior to 2020, there was always pressure to like, I got to post something. And, and so what that meant for me was I got to have a good image and, and I'd have to either take a good image or you get a good stock image. And so I have to think about the image and then what am I going to say? And then it's like, I need to have something whimsical or wise or relevant or insightful Um to say, and sometimes I do have good things to say, but a lot of times I don't. And the things I do have to say, guess what? I say here on, on the show every week, I'm very intentional about what I talk about here. I'm very intentional about what I bring to you. I'm trying to help you grow an online business that makes plenty of money. I'm trying to help you work fewer and fewer hours each week in your business so it's more efficient and more passive. And I'm trying to help you live more abundantly in your life and give more of yourself, more of your talent, more of your profit, more of your time away to the things and people you care about. That, that's where all my energy goes. So outside of this weekly episode, I don't really have much else to say to you guys. Um, on top of that, 
it's been good timing for me to be off social media because the other part of my brain has been going to writing this book. So I spent last year uh, getting some coaching on how the publishing process works. Um, I had a coach help me through the entire uh, book proposal process, finding an agent, and then working with my agent to send the proposal out to like 50 or 60 publishers and then it, you know, finally get a couple of offers and interview with a couple of publishers and then write the darn book. And I just delivered the manuscript a couple of weeks ago. Dude, that's about all the brain space I have. Oh, and most of last year, I was still running a second business, The Recording Revolution. Up until January, I've been creating content over there every week as well. Uh, and now I have eventually, I've, it's been a two and a half year process, but I've, I've now removed myself from the day-to-day content of that brand, which is great, bringing in other really smart, really talented people to be sort of the face of that brand. So that freed me up, but I was doing that most of last year. I don't have much more brain space than what I'm doing here to then go create more original, whimsical, brilliant, insightful, politically correct, woke, all of the above content on social media. I like no. I I whatever brain space I have left, I'm trying to use it to be a husband and a father, and I, I kind of do okay at that sometimes. I need like I need. <laughs> I, I need more help there. I'm not going to take the brain space I have left and, no offense, give it to you in some fabricated, oh, I feel the pressure I need to post now. Now, I don't feel any pressure to create this weekly episode for you, the show, whether you listen on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or you watch it on YouTube, no pressure whatsoever. This is something I want to do. This is something I started three years ago doing because I was doing it offline for people for the last five or six years, and I wanted to create a more public space to catalog everything I've learned about online business and help a new generation of people seek freedom, uh, flexibility, empowerment, encouragement to build a business that they love, build a life that they love, and a business that actually helps other people and makes the world a better place. Like This is my mission right now. I'm all in on this. And it doesn't take me very long to do this, but this is it, this is about all I got. And I'm, I, I, you know, whatever other energy I have left, I got to use that in other areas of my life. So um, the best thing about taking the break was not having to like fabricate, use whatever little, little bit of energy I had left and fabricate it to make some nice post. And that leads me to the final question. Am I coming back? And this is why I waited, you know, about a month to do this episode. Um, I don't know. I don't know. Um, I'm guessing that I don't know means probably no. You know, Derek Sivers of um, CD Baby, and he, uh, if you're not in the music space, anyway, he's a serial entrepreneur, really insightful guy. But a lot of people, I think, have said some variation of this, but I remember him saying years ago, when evaluating an opportunity, if, if it's not a hell yes, it's a no. Those were his words, right? Um, so if I'm like, I don't know, do I really want to get back on social media? That's another way of me saying no. So I prob- probably no. I, part of me wants to because every once in a while, I feel like just grabbing my phone and sharing something. And maybe that's what I'll do. Maybe, maybe it'll be every once in a while. I'll just share when I feel like sharing. But it's funny, the way I see it, since I love creating content, you would think 
like a Gary Vaynerchuk, he's like, don't, you know, don't create document, right? That's his whole thing. Like just document everything and just, it all goes to social and he loves sharing. And the dude's prolific. Like he's always teaching, always he's creating content. I'm not at Gary V level, but I, I like content. I like talking. I like sharing. I like helping. I like getting ideas out there. You would think then I would love social media. You would think I would want to be on Clubhouse. You would think I'd want to be doing TikToks. You think I'd want to be doing reels or stories or just IGTVs. The the interesting thing is for me, my brain goes to why waste your time sharing something helpful and powerful on social media when it's just going to disappear? Why not share it here on a podcast, in a YouTube video? where it lives forever and can help people forever. Like, not to be egotistical that I want lots and lots of people to see it or listen to it, but it's just like, I I only think in terms of efficiency. Like, just that's the way I am. Maybe I'm a weirdo. That's why I like, every year I look at my businesses and I'm like, how can I not only keep revenue the same, but grow it and work fewer hours. And I'm always tweaking and trying to get more efficient. It's just a game to me, but it's the same with content. Like, look, if I'm going to teach something, why would I do it on a platform where it disappears? Why would I do it on a closed loop platform where it's hard to find? Why wouldn't I just post it on YouTube or my blog or a podcast where you can curate all this content and it'll exist forever and it's shareable and searchable and discoverable? Say it once and it lives on forever. Like to me, that makes way more sense, right? I don't know. That's just how I think. So in in review, am I going back? I, I don't know. I don't think so. I, like I said, I opened up Instagram the other day and I was like, yeah, I think I'm going to stay off of it. I don't know. I can't say with finality because I might want to get back on it. <laughs> I also can't say with finality because maybe my publisher will want me to get back on it when it's time to promote the book before it comes out. Um, but going back to one of the clarifications I had, like social media is a great tool to get a message out there. But if you're a business, you don't have to be the one on the platform. You don't, you can have someone do this for you. I do. You can have someone post for you, curate content, like share, share stuff for you post your latest piece of content on there for you. If you need to have specific videos posted up there, your social media coordinator can say, hey, record this quick video for me and they'll post it up there. You don't have to be in those platforms at all to use them. It's not that I think they're a pointless platform. I think they're a great connecting tool. I've always said social media is supposed to be a connecting tool. Stay top of mind, connect. It's also a great place to survey people quickly, get quick feedback. That's why I teach people to use it when you're starting a business just to get feedback, like to get instant like filter on your ideas. Do my ideas matter? Do people care about this topic? Should I make a business around this? It's a great tool for that kind of stuff. But when it comes time to build your business, evergreen content is where you want to spend your time. Social media is is optional. Do it if you want to. Do it if you enjoy it. But it's not necessary, in my opinion. Um, Never has been. And the more and more it's gotten clouded with just angry people and uh, fake pressure to be a certain way or say a certain thing or comment on everything that's happening in the world at all times. No, thank you. I'm not, I'm not here for that. I'm, I'm here to serve people. Um, I'm here to help people the best I can. And you know what? The best way I can do that is by creating a catalog of content that's free that people can 
crush and use and build the life and business of their dreams. So in review, I don't think I'm going back. That's the update on a year off of social media. We'll see how long this lasts. I'm, I'm, I'm perfectly happy. Life is, you know, here's the thing. My life didn't get amazingly empty when I got off of social media. It didn't just, I didn't just sit around with nothing to do. Uh, it, you know, life is a vacuum. It's, it's Parkinson's law. Like it, life will fill whatever time you give it. And I removed social media and that created more space for everything else to fill back up. That's telling. If life is full enough without social media, I don't, I don't have the margin for social media then because I don't have the margin for anything right now as it is. Uh, there's just so much going on in life. So uh, I don't know. I think I'll, I'll, I think I'll stay off. But I will say as I wrap this up, and I said this last time or a year ago when I, when I mentioned I was going to quit. I, I'm speaking honestly with you because that's, it's my show and I care about you. And so I'm not going to lie to you and I'm not going to sugarcoat how I feel. And I'm, I'm not going to say what I think I should say because I don't care about that. Um, but just because I'm being frank about how I kind of think social media is a waste of time and I don't want to be on it does not mean I'm judging you if you like social media, or if you can justify its existence in your business and your engagement in it um, as bringing you most of your qualified leads. Like that might genuinely be the case. I legitimately know people who use social media to land clients, to interact with people. And without those platforms, they wouldn't be making the money they're making because they use it strategically in that way. If that's you, I'm not judging you, saying you shouldn't be on it. How could I, I don't even know you personally. How could I make a judgment statement about whether you should be on social media or not? You know, like if you have found a reason that it makes sense for you, then be on it, do it. I'm just telling you personally, as an update, what I feel. So I never want you to feel any pressure. I'm not the end all be all of what works. I love, I just did an interview uh, with Tanner Chittister. who's a multimillionaire digital entrepreneur crazy talented guy. He runs EliteCEOs.com. And we talked about selling coaching packages using social media. And that's how he built his business. And now he does a lot of paid traffic. Um, but even then, social media has been a huge part of his story. Not me, which is great proof that there are a million ways to build your online business. I'm assuming you're following me because you're interested in the way I build my online businesses and you're looking for something different. And if that's the case, great, come along for the ride. Come along for the passive income, who needs social media, let's work as few hours as possible uh, and create evergreen content that does the work for us, ride. I'm, if you're here for it, I'm here for it. I'm gonna give you that every single week. If you're like, nah, this is dumb, you should probably leave. Go find somebody who loves social media and can convince you that social media is the secret to all success, and that's great. If that's what you wanna hear, go find those people. I'm not gonna tell you that. But I'm not judging you if that's your world too. Uh, I, I'm just sharing my experience. That's all I can do here. So thanks for listening to the update. That's it. That's a year off of social media and I'm probably not going back. But again, I leave the door open because I just don't know. I didn't have a clarified like, yes, this was the greatest thing ever. It just was like, life is still busy and hard without it. So I, I don't, I think I'm staying off of it. Uh, I'll keep you posted if anything changes. Um, and like I said at the beginning of this episode, if you're like, half in, half out social media, trying to make content, trying to run your business and feeling like you're you're split between posting on TikTok and Instagram and Snapchat and then like posting your blog content or your YouTube channel and you're like, I, I'm exhausted, but I want my business to grow. 
I don't, I don't think you need social media to grow it. Not if you build it on evergreen content. And I have an entire workshop that shows you how to do this. And people get that, yeah, YouTube videos, yeah, blogs. What they don't get is how it, it works. Like I have a whole system. Even this episode is part of that system. I'm not just winging it. Just, well, I'll just talk about social media. There is a system that this piece of content is a part of that helps drive traffic, leads, opt-ins, pitch my courses, memberships, all of that stuff, and allows me to make a living. If you want to see how that works and it doesn't rely on social media and how your time can be sort of future-proofed, you do something once and it serves you for years and years to come, then watch my Passive Income Workshop. It's super insightful, super helpful, 45 minutes of solid teaching that'll walk you through all of the stuff that I'm doing day in and day out, and it's free. Just go to grahamcochran.com slash workshop, or if you're watching on YouTube, you can click the link below and opt in there to get instant access to that workshop. Thanks. What do you think? Did you uh, take a social media break with me? Are you going to do one? If you have done one, what's been your biggest insight into taking time off of social media? And on the flip side, if you're like, no, I love social media, leave me a comment if you're watching on YouTube and let me know why. Give me one reason why social media is so worth it to you. I, I want to know the truth because I believe it. If it really is, there's probably a reason why you're on it. Let me know in a comment below as well. Thanks for tuning in. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. hope you're staying healthy and safe. And I'll see you on another episode real soon.